Still fighting, I'm sure. Oh yeah, this is <laughs> this is this prime time. Really. Prime time fantasy football time. We got um, this is either the last week of your regular season or uh, next week is week 14. So this is this is do or die for a lot of people fighting for their fourth or sixth seed. I would say. Yep. And I'm sure that there's probably a lot of people out there trying to sift through the tight end trash heap. Oh, yeah, that that's a huge trash heap right, right now. So if you don't have Ertz and you don't have Kittle and you don't have Hunter Henry or, or Kels. Kels, you probably, even, you know, Darren Waller owners are trying to figure out, like, is he going to be good? Um, I was just saying, I had the option of dropping... When Sean McCoy to pick up a tight end this week, I figured eh, I might win without him. And I was going to pick up Vance McDonald, who got like a half a point. So I'm glad I didn't drop that player for Vance McDonald. We were talking about Mike Gusecki, you know, possibly streaming him. He had a decent game. Yeah, I was going to pick him up. I went with Ben Watson because I'm in tight end hell in, one, in both of my leagues, actually. Both my main leagues. And... <coughs> Excuse me, I'm a little bit under the weather right now. But, uh, yeah, Ben Watson got me zero points. I should have picked up Mike Kozeki. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so somebody was asking, should I stream Cameron Brait this week, you know? And I was like, look, yeah, 14 targets last week, 10 receptions. I was like, but you can't. I was like, you can't trust that. You can't trust it. And... He got one target, zero receptions. He got zero points this week. This is what we're talking about when it comes to the tight ends. And it gets scary at the end of the year because these are kind of the players that make or break you. Defenses, too, and that. Yeah, defenses are the types of players where if you already are in the playoffs, you should probably have two defenses on your team and kind of stream them back and forth based on matchups going forward. If you're still fighting, that's a that's a week by week thing. Just pick up who you think is gonna do the best. Yeah. That's actually a good point. It's a good strategy. Because towards the end of the year you kinda know who your players are and you know which ones you're most likely gonna play. You start looking at end of season matchups so you kinda have an idea of which players are gonna be there. And you can cut, and that and at that point you can maybe drop some of the handcuffs like the Malcolm Browns or whatever that you've been holding on to, and pick up that other defense like Steve said, and go back and forth between them. I I got lucky and I happened to ha- pick up the Patriots defense, but I have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Patriots, so it's like, yeah, you don't really go back and forth. You could choose one or the other, but like this week I got three extra points from Pittsburgh than I did from the Patriots, but. Yeah, looking at those and starting to pick up defenses a week early just to have them, like that could make a break. I, I feel, can't. I feel like the big positions to do that are defense and quarterback. Yes. You can look at the quarterback matchup and try to think a week ahead, try to outsmart your opponent who's struggling to make it into the playoffs. Yeah. So, that being said, Sam Donald looks like a good candidate to be streaming. Yeah, he has a. He he's definitely up there. Him, Baker. We were talking about this in last week's episode. There's a lot of good quarterbacks that you would be surprised. They're not the the big names because oh, just yeah. this week Ryan Tannehill went off, went completely off, yeah. and he was mostly unowned by. I'll tell you exactly what... We we talked about him, and I think we talked about him being one of the players that we would most likely want the rest of the season. Yeah, in in Yahoo, he's only 25% owned. 
Mm-hmm. That means most people, most leagues didn't start him. Yeah, and he's given you at least like three weeks to show you that he could do it. It's it's not like a one week fluke, and he seems to be utilizing the team a lot better than Mariota ever did. And it is this is also helping out Derrick Henry, who I'm extremely excited about for next year. Just seeing what he's able to do with a competent passing offense, it's it's exciting. Speaking of Tennessee, <laughs> did you see? Did you watch any of that game? I did. Did you see Mariota on the sideline wearing his helmet? Yes. <laughs> yes. He, I don't think he's it hit him yet. Like I don't think he actually came to terms with the fact that like he got benched for Ryan Tannehill. Like he was supposed to be the franchise for Tennessee, and he got benched for Tannehill. Tannehill looks so much better. Well, at least Tennessee figured it out before they actually paid Mariota. It would have been a mistake. It would have been like paying Derek Carr. Mariota to you, you see him just landing a backup job or yes I, I mean he could be a starter for pop <laughs> funny he can go to Miami right but I think that the teams that are desperate for quarterbacks will be drafting quarterbacks yeah, the... so whether he's a starter for a couple weeks next year or he's a backup he, I think his within the next year or so he'll he'll be a backup. Places I can see him going are Chicago needs a quarterback. Cincinnati. But Cincinnati's going to have the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Cincinnati, did you see the news that they're switching back to Dalton? Yeah. So they tried out the other ginger. It didn't work out any better. And they figure, eh, you know what? They need a win. And they figure their best chance to get a win is against the Jets. So I think that that's the whole logic, is we're going to put Tannehill in, get a win, shut up the haters. Dalton. We got, yeah, Dalton, sorry. Just, yeah. just for our listeners, mm-hmm. the right names, our, our seven listeners. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're definitely moving on from Dalton next year. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna probably end up with the number one overall pick going for a quarterback. Uh, Miami's probably looking for a quarterback. The Rams are looking for a quarterback. I don't know if they are. I'm joking. I think they're looking for linemen. I'm joking. No. Jack? I don't know. I don't know. Dallas is looking for a quarterback. <laughs> they should be. Jacksonville should be looking for a quarterback. You know, let's just, just touch on that real quick. For all the people that I've been telling this to. Nick Foles is trash. And if you thought, oh, you know, look, he did okay last week. Look, Nick Foles, he's going to be better. There is nothing. There is nothing that he is doing that makes him any better than Menchu. No. Gardner Menchu is just as good, if not better, because Menchu is making some miraculous type plays, you know. And I haven't really seen that at all. And Nick Foles looked like garbage. Menchu is also making about a tenth of the money as Foles. Yes, and and he excites the fan base. I mean, what else? Look at his mustache. Yeah, what else could you want? You had all the, all the fans, everybody. Even people, I was excited as a Jets fan. I love the guy, and you put Nick Foles in, and he just trashes up your team. Yeah, but at least Leonard Fournette scored. Leonard Fournette's doing well. He's been doing well all season. I'm not worried about him. He's getting heavy, heavily involved in the passing game, which is nice. I, I can only imagine, like, if Derrick Henry ever got involved in the passing game, what he would be capable of. It, oof, that, he would be scary. And you look at players like, like Derrick Henry, like, this year, looking back, like, would you rather have Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley? Probably Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. it it's, it's crazy, and you're you wondering if David Johnson is ever going to look the same as he used to in years past, and then Todd Gurley... And you think about it, and who are the top backs now? Like, who are the only people who you drafted and who you know are going to be consistent? Even Alvin Kamara has had a disappointing season. Not that I'm off of him or think that he's not going to have a good year next year. but uh, Hypothetical question at you. Looking very far ahead into the future right now. A lot's going to change between now and next August. But it's August of 2020. Mm -hmm. We're in a redraft league. And you're looking at the top picks. Who are you looking at for running backs? I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be the number one, no doubt about that. Um, And I think right below him, you'll probably have, uh, I'm thinking like a Nick Chubb, um, possibly, well, Nick Chubb, Zeke. So I would say it's going to be Christian McCaffrey, 
Zeke, Nick Chubb. And then after Nick Chubb, I think Alvin Kamara fits in right around there. You're going to say, oh, he's going to have another better year. And then, like, after that, like, those four players, like, I, I don't know. Like, you'll sprinkle in some people. I think Aaron Jones will probably be a top ten person just knowing how talented he is and how, you know, how he could produce and touchdowns and uh, I mean, am, am I missing anybody? I, Derek Henry, I think, will be top ten next year. There's one big name that I think you're missing. One big name. Dalvin Cook. Oh my goodness. Oh, so I yeah. would see it as McCaffrey is right now the clear one-on-one next year. So then Dalvin Cook's the two. Dalvin Cook's That's the two. Absolutely. Um, then I would probably say Zeke um, I would still. I would probably put Kamara ahead of Chubb, Chubb, and then probably Chubb. I would throw a Josh Jacobs in there. I I want to, yeah, but I I can't I can't quite I, I can't rank him that high yet because I really Who's I gotta I gotta see what Oakland does. I just don't think Oakland is a good team, and they've been playing good this year, and the coaching seems better. Like, but. That's why they gave Gruden ten years. Right. They knew it was a, it wasn't an overnight rebuild, and it's starting to turn around. I feel like they're still not there, as demonstrated by this poor je- performance against the Jets. But I feel like they've turned the corner and probably be pretty competitive next year. Yeah, you know, I I do too, I do too. Um, Imagine if they had Antonio Brown. That's that's like that's what I'm saying. Like if they had it's like a quality receiver, like someone really good. AJ Green. See, I could see that, but but that's just like how many games are you gonna get out of AJ Green? Like three. You know Antonio Brown would have played a full season, and he wouldn't. Oh my God! Imagine. I mean, just really, Oakland's been really good. Imagine having that. You have Tyrell Williams and then Antonio Brown. Because Tyrell can't handle it no. by himself. He can't. He can't handle a number one role every single week, especially when you when you have like top corners that you're going against. So, am I right? So, with that being said, if we're looking at that and we're saying, all right, you got Chubb, Kamara, Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, who? I still think Saquon's gonna have a better year next year, so he's still gonna go early. I, he will. He will. I mean, you're gonna have to trust in that process. That's fine. Um, it's no different than a couple of years ago when Todd Gurley just looked awful with Jeff Fisher and the Rams, and then the year after he was the number one running back. So, what about Bell? Uh, if Bell's still on the Jets, I think he'll still be top ten next year. I don't know. I don't know where you'd rank David Johnson because I don't know where he's going to be. I'd imagine there's a good chance that they don't want to keep him. I see. David Johnson might be the steal of the draft next year because I can see him falling down pretty far mm-hmm. based off of this year's performance and having a back bounce back year. With Arizona? With wherever he ends up because I don't think they're going to keep him. I think they have, with Chase Edmonds, and I think they like Kenyon Drake. I see them saying, thank you, David, but... David Johnson would be fantastic in Pittsburgh. Interesting. I think that he would fit so much of what Bell did, but with a different style. Because he has more of a James Conner running style, but still the the receiving ability of like Bell. So they get they they he'll th- I can see him thriving in Pittsburgh. And James Conner's been so busted up this year, and he's good. Oh, he's nothing special. I, I don't I don't he, look he's at no James Conner. No, he's not. And with the, with the way that that team can block and their offensive line, I think that, like I said, David Johnson would be a superstar. Um, I don't know what they're doing with their backfield at this point in the year. It's it, I thought Jalen Samuels was going to be great lot this week, last week. I'm pretty sure their plan for their backfield for this year is pretty simple. Uh, play the people that aren't dead. No, I know, but with James Conner down and, and uh, who else? Jalen Samuels, Benny well, Snell. Yeah, no, Jalen Samuels is healthy though. But who was the original backup? Was it always Snell? I feel like I'm yeah, it was always someone. Samuels and Snell. I don't think uh, off the top of my head, I don't think you're missing anybody. Okay. 
So with that being said, I thought Samuels was gonna have a bigger role. So did I. And it was very disappointing. And some weeks he's had yeah. good outputs. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't really wanna I don't wanna put any stock into that, just like I don't wanna put any stock into a Detroit's running back. Yeah, Carry on Johnson is gonna be back next year. So uh He's actually someone we skipped over, but because of his injury, he's probably going to fall into the second round again. Um, Joe Mixon's probably a... He'll find his way into the second, too. I don't think... I love Carrion, and I don't think I'm drafting him next year as an RB1. I think this year you were saying he could have been, and even in his really good weeks, he was still okay. He wasn't anything special. Yeah, he, he wasn't. Was, he wasn't giving you 25, 30 point games. Marlon Max and RB two. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I he's he's a early RB two, early second round, possibly. Um. Who else? Who 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 other? What other running backs? Can you see taking like a big step? In uh, into next year. Yeah. So like. Do you think Devin Singletary gets a bigger role? Do you think, think Miles becomes... Sanders does? See, I'd love to say that, but I, I the Eagles. With Doug Peterson, yeah, yeah. Man. it's he deserves it. I mean, he he's giving them an element in the running game that no one else has been able to provide, especially not Jordan Howard. Um, well, Jordan Howard's not under contract for next year, so he's going into free agency. Um, Devin Singletary, I can see taking a leap forward if uh, the Bills don't re-sign Frank Gore. Um, we got to see what Chicago does in the offseason with David Montgomery uh, and that whole team situation. Because yeah. he's talented, but the team around him is not. I think this year showed and proved a lot that Drafting running backs in the first round and like paying up for running backs and spending big money, you know, three years in on big contracts with running back is proving to not be the smartest idea. No, always go with the rookie running backs, go right? With the young, the right. young blood. Because it's not. I mean, you look at all these these people that are getting paid, and they're not. They're not. Oh, they're not game changers. I would say number one would be quarterback, as far as. You know the most valuable asset on a team. Obviously. And then I would say, after that, probably some kind of pass rusher, a yeah. good pass rusher, and yeah. then maybe an offensive tackle. Yeah. After that, and then you uh, shut down corner, and then I would say your other pieces. Like at that point, so now you're looking maybe defensive ends, or you're looking at running backs, or wide receivers, skill positions, a tight end, a really good tight end, I think is up there, even beyond, like, above receivers, because mediocre receivers with a great quarterback can do great things, you know, but it's not the other way around, it's not like you could have a great receiver with a shitty quarterback, and you're not gonna, you're just not gonna have the, the year that you should, I look at Allen Robinson, I mean, he's had a decent year this year, but between this year and last year, could you imagine like if he had like a Tom Brady thrown to him, or just uh, not even a Tom Brady, but Aaron Rodgers? It's like even a Jared Goff, like someone who's not that good, but can not Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, just not Mitch Trubisky. There was a there was a stat I saw last week towards the end of the week. It was uh, Mitch Trubisky is ranked thirty third and thirty fourth in passing yards per game, and. Uh, out of 32 teams. <laughs> He's terrible. He is. And I, I mean, how much could you blame it on their their game plan, you know, getting older? Just, like, what do you blame that on? Mitch Trubisky. He sucks. They, they, had, they, they looked like they looked so good, like they were a good team last year and Mr. Bisky looked like he was taking that step like where he was getting better not worse and then it just completely reversed yeah this year he was drafted ahead of Watson and Mahomes and oh yeah it it's not looking good for the Mitch Trubisky era in Chicago right now no no it's not, you know it's not looking good for it's not looking good for Josh Allen or not Josh Allen Josh Rosen 
Yeah, that's... <laughs> I remember he was... I'll never forget when he was drafted. He was so pissy and disappointed talking about I should have been the first one off. I'll show you guys. You don't, you know, you don't know what you just lost out on. He made a big deal and he wound up being trash. Yeah, he was like, oh, I was better than Baker and Darnold and Josh Allen and uh, no, you're not. No, no. And in fact, Josh Allen might be the best. Yeah. He's, uh, he's proven it longer than anybody else. Yeah, he's been the most consistent. He has. Baker did well last year. He had a really good game this week against Miami, but again, it was against Miami. I don't I don't see Baker being the kind of quarterback that can step up in a big game. And Josh Allen for some reason doesn't he he, he doesn't really flinch. Like he you could tell, like even in big games, they they're able to slow it down, but that's the Bills as a whole. Like, yeah. with their defense and everything, they're able to slow it down. And then he's got that, that rushing ability, a lot like Lamar Jackson, where... Nowhere near Lamar Jackson. Well, he's not as athletic, but... But, I mean, he'll he'll steal a couple touchdowns in a game, and he's willing to run. We saw, we saw Sam Darnold score a touchdown, a rushing touchdown this week. Yeah, he should have passed it to Jamison Crowder. Yeah. He he gave he gave uh, Ryan Griffin a touchdown, which was nice after I picked him up. But Jamison Crowder, my whole team did poorly this week. Yeah, Ryan Griffin is somebody that if you have an opportunity, then you you pick him up, pick him up right away. He's somebody you play for the rest of the year. We were talking about the tight end trash heap. He he's he's a bright spot in that trash heap. Him and Hollister, Jacob Hollister from Seattle. They, they were two people that stepped up at the end of the year that you were lucky if you were struggling all year. Like, I would feel very confident playing both of those. Ryan Griffin is only owned in 44% of Yahoo leagues, so that means 56% of you can go look on your waiver wire and hopefully grab him. If you're struggling at the tight end position, which I feel like most people are. Um. Another person to pick up with Eric Ebron going on IR is Jack Doyle. Mo Alley Cox? Mo, not Mo Alley Cox. Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle's been, he's been consistent. He's been actually pretty good this year. And with Eric Ebron out and getting more red zone looks, I think that he'll be a very viable player too. Um, another person. As long as he gets targets. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, no more splitting him up. Yeah, but the Colts... The past few weeks have just been hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off, pass, hand the ball off six more times. Nah. Jack Doyle's been okay. Well, he's been okay when Ebron's been hurt, and we'll see. Yeah, and Ebron's out for the rest of the season, so unless if you're in a dynasty league, you can go ahead and drop him. Kaseki, bottom of the barrel. Hmm. Uh, you know, take a chance on him. That, that that's playing Russian roulette because he's gonna get you uh, all or nothing, really. Um, maybe Vance McDonald with the benching of Mason Rudolph. Uh, possibly. Does Hodges take over the rest of the year? I have no idea. It'd be very interesting. Um, Hodges comes in and throws like a seventy-yard bomb to James. Uh, Washington James Washington gives his best impression of a stiff arm and uh, gets a touchdown that was a nice play it was a very nice play I don't know if you quite call it a stiff arm he kind of kind of reached out to touch the guy and the guy kind of fell over his own feet but still it was, I'm saying it wasn't a stiff arm like Derrick Henry Derrick Henry has an innate ability to run down the sideline while punching and pushing people up he did it to Jacksonville twice I was watching NFL Network, and they replayed last year's 70-yard touchdown run against Jacksonville side-by-side, side. and it's it's pretty much identical. It's pretty much the exact same play. It's him running down the sideline with one arm out going like this and just pushing people away while tiptoeing. I was like, okay, yeah. And we got a, a late addition here, another fantasy mic. on, people. He's um, back. I'm back. Back. He was running a little late today, yeah, but sure. uh, I made it though. He made it just I didn't for you guys. Leave you. 
He came just to talk about how awesome George Kittle is. Oh man, I George, love George, George Kittle. Kittle. So good. Oh, oh, I thought he came to talk about Rashad Penny. Oh uh, no, no, I'll talk about him later. <laughs> Let's start with the positive, though. <laughs> Let's start with the positive. George Kittle. George is Kittle. An he's so great. He is. He <laughs> <laughs> was, was <laughs> running around with. Oh man. George Kittle makes the 49ers a much better team. Well, like their he, running game yes. is better. Their passing he's, game he's is the, better. He's the, the, the largest pass-catching threat on the team. Every defender knows it. Every de- defensive coordinator knows it. And so he's first in mind every time. It's not Debo Samuel. It's, it's not Emmanuel it's, Sanders. It's not Emmanuel Sanders. It's, it's George Kittle. So... That, and and you know not not that not to say that their run game isn't just strong on its own. They have a great offensive line, but the threat of George Kittle in the middle opens everything. Opens up. everything. We were earlier talking about how running backs don't really make a team, right? So picking up a running back in the first round might not be the best idea, things like that. Or, you know, paying a running back after four years, giving him a big contract or whatever after the rookie deal is not always the smartest thing. Um, I think that San Francisco would be a perfect example of why you don't need to do that when you can just throw in Jeff Wilson, you know, and yes. you're just as good. Or Rohe Mostar, yeah. and um, it doesn't it doesn't matter who they're playing. Right, you know, right. Rita, they throw in any running back, and they all do good in whatever it is that they're doing. I think I think a couple of teams have, have proven that this year. Dallas just the same as uh, you know, in their own way, in a different way than than different th- way, yeah, yeah than San Francisco because I I don't think that. Tony Pollard is like second only to Zeke. I think they just have a really, really strong offensive line. Right. Not to say that he's not a good running back. Not to say that Zeke's not a good running back. They have a great offensive line, though. Do they need Zeke? Did it help them against the Patriots? No. 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 Tony Pollard could have done the same. I know? think so. Right. Yeah. And again, like I said earlier, making a lot less money. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm being I'm being assaulted right now. We got a cat by in the a, studio. An attack by yeah. a wild cat. A wild cat. <laughs> wild cat. Wild cat. He's the mascot of our show. Um. Hello, Mr. Kitty. Now leave me alone. So, let's talk about some receivers that are becoming interesting. I would start off. In Tennessee with Brown. AJ Brown, yeah. I, I mean, Jay Brown. come on. This, this guy, this guy looks so good as yeah. an athlete. And you got a, a competent quarterback now. I love Tannehill. Yeah. I didn't, I, I never, I never thought I'd say those words. But, oh, man, compared to Marcus Mariota, <laughs> so oh, I love Tannehill. He's making that like a team that's worth watching. I, yeah. I hated Tennessee games. I fucking yeah. hated I Tennessee games. They were boring as shit. Slow. So it's fucking so slow. slow. Tannehill's a competent watchable. quarterback. Yeah, exactly. He's it up. And he proved in that game, you know, that he's he could rush. You know, you, you look at oh, Mariota had legs. You know, he really didn't. He was never that good as a rusher. And you see Ryan Tannehill rush in and jump over the defenders for a touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Tennessee is becoming exciting. Brown is becoming exciting. I think Brown looks like what we thought Corey Davis was once upon a time going to be. Yeah. And I don't know if I trust any other receivers well, that's, quite the yet, issue. The issue with that is we saw Corey Davis in college be a madman, be incredible, uh, and that's why we thought he'd be in the NFL. AJ he had Mariota. That's true, he had Mariota, but now he has Tannehill. And yeah. it's still AJ Brown. Do you think that maybe he's lost a step? Do you think they wasted his, his his yeah? No, no, he's still young. I don't think that he wasted. I think that right. So do now, you think he ever had it, Corey Davis? Yes. Because we've been calling him a bust for like you know for since he since he was drafted. But Corey Corey Davis. I don't, I don't look at Corey Davis as his talent was a bust or not catching. He has a lot of drops over the last year, but. I, I always looked at it like Marcus Mariota couldn't get... He's never had a good wide receiver. Like, nobody, like, special. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he was good enough to produce. He has the same people... You mean you quarterback Tannehill. didn't have a, a strong quarterback as and a wide Mariota, receiver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, saying, like, Mariota wasn't able to... 
oh, to, oh, to make any wide receiver on their team. Right. Relevant. And no and no wide receiver was, was good enough to, to carry Mariota. Correct. The way that Odell would carry Eli Manning in I the later think, years. I believe it or not, I think that we'll, we'll be talking about it. But Corey Davis might be somebody that like we will be looking at as someone who's underrated next year because Maybe. the chemistry is going to start building. Oh, I, I hope would so. Imagine that Tannehill was was mostly playing with the, the the third string, you know, or the second string player. So he might have had a lot more reps with Brown. You know, in that sense, because he was a rookie and said, "Oh yeah, he'll practice with him while Mariota, you know, throws to Corey Davis." Yeah, during the because Corey Davis was doing better with with Mariota, but still, it, like I said, I don't think he could produce for anybody. Adam Humphreys hasn't been <clears throat> mentioned in weeks. Look, even Deion Lewis is getting involved now. Yeah, you know, and looking pretty good. Mm. So it's like it took nothing away from from. Uh, was Derrick Henry, you know, but at the same time, it's a complimentary, like, and he's catching a couple passes in a game, and the whole team is much better. Um, we saw James Washington go off with Hodges. Is there a Hodges-James Washington connection there? I, well, we saw one awesome play. It was play, one awesome play, but, but hey, it, it, yeah, was the best play the Steelers it was, it was the first deep pass I ever saw James Washington catch. I mean, That's that was... True. <laughs> <called> it. <laughs> it was, it was, that was an incredible... Yeah. Um... I hope so. I really hope so. I, I'm as a, as a Steelers fan. I got I got to be the first to tell you. I really didn't like Mason Rudolph. No. So I hope I hope Devlin Hodges. He you know, he doesn't have to be the quarterback of the future. I just hope he's competent enough to carry the team for now. Because the 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 Pittsburgh Steelers they're they're a pretty well but built you know put together team. They were actually doing pretty good even without Roethlisberger. I think they still can do good. I think they can even do better even without I'd say actually Juju's. That's still out with a concussion, and James Connors. James Connors still having problems, but you know what? They're they're. I think I think after they're they're almost come back. Um, I look at. I think Pittsburgh. I think, I think they're all going to be a little more fired up. Is good enough to keep them in games. Yes. And I think as long as they don't make mistakes and the quarterback is not a liability, I do think that they could be a good team like they could be competitive but well that's how they won the the super bowl the first time with ben is that uh, that was ben's second year i want to say and he wasn't anything phenomenal at that point but he limited his mistakes and the the defense carried him to a championship so with the broncos with peyton manning yeah because peyton was a shell of himself that year and he was he was just good enough not to make big mistakes. And yeah, I mean, look tried. at this year Shit, with New England. The, and control the say, offense. It's a perfect example. Look at New England. Brady's not been good, and his wide receivers have not been good. They've most of them are out and injured. And right. They, and nor nor has his running backs. It's not like Rex Burkett no. and, and Sony Michelle are no. you know Brady lights is. out. <laughs> they don't make mistakes. Yeah. And their defense capitalizes on other people's mistakes. You can win on one one they, touchdown and a field goal right? every game. That's exactly right. All you need is 13, 17 points, like you know. To and end. Belichick knew that going into the year. You probably saw that Brady was in decline and said. Okay, this is a defense here. We're going to adjust. Well, I don't know. I mean, de- their defense is a little more than a spur of the moment. Hmm, we need strong defense. They he's that been that it out that for years. yeah, he's been planning this out. That defense is incredible. With still, they're still incredible. Yeah, I think we could. We're going to see a lot more rushing out of New England the rest of the season. I think that that's they're going to be their game plan of having their defense hold it together. And then getting a run game going to slow down the clock and have it so that, you know. T- typically, typically towards the end of the year, that's what happens. A lot of James with, White, probably. With New England. With New England, well, actually, towards the end, to the end, before the playoffs, they actually stopped using James White. And then doing Entirely. The <laughs> right. And they, they use, they're going to use a lot more Sony Michelle. I say that because he got 0.4 points last yes. week. <laughs> And he's gonna get point four points next week too. They're gonna run it with Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead. That's what they do. They do this every single year. I know this because I've I've had James White a couple of times, and it's the same thing every year. They in the beginning of the year, he's their best running back because their main running backs aren't really doing their jobs. Or they're hurt. Or they're hurt. Right towards the end of the year, they they stop using him entirely, and they rely one hundred percent on the run game. And then once the playoffs start. It's James White time again. It's true. <laughs> and then they win a Super Bowl. 
and then they win a Super Bowl. Going, still going with the Patriots. Nikhil Harry caught a touchdown this week. Yes, he did. Yeah, that was pretty good looking. But then he dropped the ball later. I was gonna say yeah. Yeah, he had two targets. <laughs> and I, I, uh, Jacoby Myers looks to be more. Involved yes, I agree. Jacoby Myers player. seems to be the more targeted, the more trusted yeah. player. Well, Nikhil Harry just came back from basically a season-long injury. He's True. A rookie. He's getting yeah, exactly. acclimated to the system. Absolutely, but that's that's exactly it. Jacoby Myers has been on the offense. He's going to be the one that Brady's going to target more often. Nikhil Harry next year. Sleeper? Mm, I don't like to guess on anyone on the Patriots because he's probably not even going to be a Patriot next year, just knowing <laughs> uh, the yeah, Patriots. That, <laughs> and, and, like, with that being said, it's it's true. We're, that, like... Let's just see what happens. Who who do they have next? Are they gonna still have Dorsett on the team? Is Sanu gonna still be on the team? You know Edelman will be as long as he yeah. doesn't retire. It's like Edelman and then a whole new cast of wide receivers right. every year. So it's like let's <laughs> let's wait and see who they wind up with. Um, well, I think they're gonna stick with uh, Harry because he was a first round drafted rookie this year. Oh, so yeah, and I'm sure he has a ton of potential. You know, uh, like we like Jacoby Myers was somebody no one was talking about who was a a decent surprise. Oh, because Perth. he was working working at Walmart before Belichick found him. That's really? What, that's what he does. Belichick just goes into Walmart supermarkets and says, "Hey, you want to play wide receiver for me?" Oh my goodness. That's his uh, his mo. But bringing back to fantasy, I want to bring up uh, just a reminder for anyone listening that there's three Thursday games this week because it's Thanksgiving. We got the exciting. Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a That's good always one. a good one. Um, we got Buffalo Bills in Dallas. Also should be... That one, actually... That, that will be a good. good game because this is a must-win game for both. Dallas. It's really for both. It's really for both because... Buffalo's trying to keep their wild-card hopes alive because mm-hmm. they're not catching the Patriots in the AFC East. And Dallas is still... Fighting with Philadelphia for the division. Yeah. Yep. And then the Thursday Jason night game. Jason Garrett's fighting for his job. Oh. Sure is. Side note: There's rumors of him going to the, the Giants. Giants, and that would be awful. I hate Jason Garrett. I think all he knows how to do is just clap his hands and. Clapper. He doesn't know how to coach a team. You know what I really dislike about him? His existence? His face. That, that's part, one of the... Th- I just don't like his face. Buttons. It's not really anything personal against him. It's not something you can do anything I'm about. Sure that's pretty personal. It's not like but he's it's, it's, it's his face. I don't like him. Uh, I never liked him because of his face. That's one of my many reasons I dislike him. Mm. It's his face, his voice, his clapping, his lack of football knowledge. Mostly his face. For you. Hmm. I have a whole bunch of other reasons. Okay. But his face. And then uh, Thursday night is Saints and Falcons, which a few weeks ago didn't seem like a fun matchup, but since the Falcons' bye week, they've been looking pretty strong. They have been looking strong. And for a strange reason, it's because of their defense. Their defense looks strong all of a sudden. Well, gave up uh, play calling on the defense. Yes. And since then... That's not... That's... A bad sign on his coaching. Yes. That one, he wouldn't know ahead of time that he's just a bad defensive caller, and then that he was such a bad defense. Hit the Falcons' defense was trash. It was hot garbage, and now it's actually really good. That's a dramatic change without any changes in players. It's yeah. just a hundred percent changing in coaching. That says something about the coach. I can see him not having a job. I. But- Totally Next can year. see him coming to like the Giants as oh, well. <laughs> nah, I want like Mike McCarthy. Or... Yeah, I know, but you're not getting Mike McCarthy. Why not? Because. Because why? That would that would require a good decision. They don't want to relinquish. Ah, good decision. They might not want to relinquish all the power. Yeah, I, I also agree with that. Mike McCarthy's gonna want to take over the organization it's funny, a little that's bit. That's what they said about the Jets, and then Adam Gase came in and fucking hired the entire team. And the GM. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's so. like so that. Ugh, it sucks because I think that Gase saved his job, but I don't think it's Gase who did anything different. I was actually talking to my boss about that today. Well, yeah. my boss's boss. He said, "Hey, how about them Jets?" And I was like, "Dude, all they did 
was buy you more Adam Gase time, which and yeah. no worse draft pick. So yeah, because it, it it was still nice to give a little bit of hope just to see that Sam Darnold isn't complete trash. No, yeah, Darnold that was okay. nice. That was that was good to see a little bit. He it's moved like, past those poor performances after yeah. uh, the Cowboys game, and he's come back. He's looking strong. I think. Uh, like I've, I've told you from the beginning, I think Donald's your quarterback for the next decade. I, I, I believed and it too. It, he looked so bad; it was very discouraging. Yeah. But he's starting to he's starting to throw some really accurate throws and like out of the pocket on the run. And seeing that, he had a rushing touchdown. He he's athletic and he, he he's, he's capable of it. He doesn't have like the greatest wide receiver core. He leans a lot on Jamison Crowder, and we know that he's Jamison Crowder is, is a great receiver for what he is. And like a possession slot guy, but Robbie Anderson hasn't been anything really. You know, he, he's, he's he had a good game this week, a decent yeah. game this week. Yeah, seems decent. Yeah. Catch it if he catches that one deep ball. If not, it's like I, I don't see Robbie Anderson being on the team next year. I don't think. Well, he's no, no, he's absolutely not going to be on the team. He's going to be on the team next year. I doubt it unless his contract does his contract end up this yeah, ending this year. All not the, entirely sure to be honest. All this okay. drama, his injury history. It's, oh, yeah. It's not, it's not worth it. So when I look at yeah, that. Well, there's definitely sticking with Crowder. You can tell that. Yeah. I, I, I wonder, if, I wonder if, if Demarius Thomas will still be there. I don't think so. I, I don't know if he's I, ready to retire I think, yet. I think that they will keep Demarius Thomas to have that. That veteran between, presence. Yeah, the veteran presence. And then, honestly, between the both of them, like they can at least move chains. And you yeah. saw that even in the game last week against Oakland, like yeah. Demarius Thomas isn't anything special as far as fantasy, but no, but he, he's, he he's making good catches in the right time. Yes, but his role, unlike you know Jameson Crowder, is he's supposed to be a deep threat. The older he gets, the less, less useful as a deep threat he is. AJ right. Green, that would be amazing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> every time, well, you were in here, but every time Frank brought up a team in need of a wide receiver, I've been bringing up AJ Green. Ah. Antonio Brown. There you go. That would Bell and Brown. Oh yeah. Re- you guys tried recreating the Bears once. Now recreate the Steelers. Yeah, recreating a good team. Yeah. <laughs> get Juju in the mix, and you got a Super Bowl. No, you can go further back. You can get like uh, Martavis Bryant. Troy Palomalu. Yeah. Martavis Bryant. Yeah. Kevin White. That's right. Yeah, but uh, Kevin White. Where did he come from? <laughs> he was never on the the he was Steelers. On the Browns. Oh, Bears. Yeah. No, I'm just talking about shitty first round receivers that owe Devontae uh. Parker. <laughs> like Devontae Parker's been I lights know. out recently. It goes to show Fitz Magic, man. Fitz Magic. <laughs> once once he comes on your team, he gives you at least at least a half a year, sometimes a full year of magic, and then and then it's, it's the Fitzpatrick cycle. Right. It, 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 that's we should oh man, we gotta plot this out as a chart. No, they already have it. The, the Fitzpatrick cycle. Yeah. Let's see how he does really great and then really shitty, then really great, and then just enough to keep that job. Well, well, the cycle is, for the listeners who've never seen it on social media before, uh, it's, the image is basically just a picture of his face going around in circles. It starts off with uh, get signed as a backup quarterback, uh, replace the starting quarterback, get paid, suck, get cut. <laughs> Sign as a backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's using every ounce of his Harvard education to manipulate the NFL right now. The only one who did it better was Brock Osweiler. <laughs> yeah, because he had less talent. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he had like a 15-15 and 15 record. He yeah. got paid somewhere of like $80 million, got a Super Bowl win, yeah. and retired before actually having to get hurt. Good point. He, he finessed the league. Yeah, remember when he was the savior? Yeah. I, I, uh, I poor, sh- poor Texans. Poor, poor Texans. Not really. They got Deshaun Watson. That's true. Is that because Brock Osweiler sucked? I think so. Was he the last quarterback before Deshaun Watson? Well, I believe so. I know, they but right. they, had, they, had, they had to have a shitty draft pick to draft Deshaun Watson. I'm saying... No, they got him in like the end of the first round, towards the end of the first oh, round. Oh, really? Yeah. That was that was the same draft class Trubisky. as Trubisky and Mahomes. Trubisky went number one overall. Number three. 
Number three. Oh, number no. two. Number two. Number two overall, the first quarterback taken, right? Which which is funny because he's the worst. He's, <laughs> a, he's the worst, but B, the Bears had the third overall pick. They traded up to get number two from the 49ers. 49ers weren't taking a quarterback. They just didn't want anyone else to trade in to get Trubisky, which is hilarious looking back at it. <laughs> Usually you could tell with their face. Trubisky's face just just tells you he's going to suck in the NFL. You just see Thanks. it on his face. Well, Eli has the face, and he did well. Eli developed the face over the years. No, no, and, and, and by, you know, typical cloning, Daniel Jones has the face. Well, that's... Because Eli has the face. And since he's a clone of DNA, Eli... Right, right. I mean, he's got the face. DNA strands from, from Eli, and then making a clone, of course, he's going to look a lot like it. Of and have they, just as derpy of a face. Right. They changed it just, just a little bit, because they didn't they tried want people to, to catch it. on, right? They tweaked it, but they gave him fumble jeans. So, yeah, Cincinnati tried to do it, but uh, they fucked up with well, Finley. They, they, they <laughs> Andy Dalton. That's where they messed up. <laughs> it's like one thing if you try cloning Brady or Rodgers, but right. why don't we go clo- try cloning Andy Dalton? Thought it was going to be better. <laughs> he was not bad. Finley was a pretty good quarterback. I gotta say, for his for his uh, for his rookie, yeah, man, for his little opportunity, he he did all right. I was actually I was pleasantly surprised for as bad of a team and as a shitty of an offensive. I thought he was gonna look like Dwayne Haskins out there, and he didn't. Oh, Dwayne Haskins, they just cloned. Uh, who did they clone for Dwayne Haskins? I have RG three. No, RG three moves around a lot. That's true. He looks like. I just figured it was a Washington team. They cloned a Washington quarterback. He's got a huge arm. He, he can't run, but. He likes, he, likes to take selfies. he likes to take selfies. He likes to I don't know about Ben like taking selfies, but he does remind <laughs> me like if he, you know, oh, years from now, I, yeah, like a Ben Roethlisberger. I could see it. I could see he's it. Kind of, he's the kind of guy that likes yeah. to stick in the pocket. He's a stocky arms. guy. Right. He's right. very. Oh, he's big. God. He's big, right. just like Ben. Yeah. And when it's like when he runs, he's not gonna run fast and juke you out, but it's he hard. Run to you take, over. Yeah, it's hard to take him down. Oh, motherfucker's face. Ben Ben's gotten many a first downs because people are too scared to tackle. <laughs> no, I, I I think Dwayne Haskins is gonna have a, a you know a, a good future. I don't think he's gonna go down the Mariota role. I don't think he's road, going you know. to because he's on Washington and they can't seem to get anything right in the past two decades. I, I don't know with that Terry with Terry McLaurin. I think they got something good. I think that they got something coming for the future. We gotta see who they hire as their head coach. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins McCarthy's is looking better. Could be. He's looking better every week. Who is? Dwayne Haskins. I think so. Exactly. But I'm saying, you know, Ryan Finley came out for his first game ever, Mm -hmm. and he came out looking pretty good. Like, he didn't look like Dwayne Haskins in his first game ever. Like, he... That's that's all I was trying to say. That's that's fair. Um, But I think the biggest knock on Haskins coming out of college was that he was not NFL ready because he didn't do... Well, he only played one season in college. Right. At Ohio State, and... The good thing was that they saw from Ohio State was each week he got better. Yeah. So that's what he's, that's what he's been doing in the NFL right now. He hasn't been good, but each week he's been getting better. Mm-hmm. So, for Washington's sake, hopefully he's good. For me as a Giants fan, I hope he goes the way of RG three. And Washington mm-hmm. needs to draft some talent because, with the exception of Terry McBallen. They, I mean, they really have nothing. Oh, you could say, oh, well, guys, guys, maybe. Maybe. But I'm just saying, other than that, like... Well, for both of them, they need a better offensive line. And then for their offense that. to matter at all, they need a better defense. So they have a lot of drafting to do and a lot of trading to do yeah. to be a decent team. They, they have the weapons, right? They don't have anything to support them, though. They have nothing that makes them a good football team. They have the things that... The number two receiver, Paul Richardson... Nobody. Yeah, they don't. They don't really have one. It's like it's, you got one receiver, no tight end, barely a running back. You got. Hey one man, they got they got AP. Yeah. yeah, but they're not going to next year. I don't That's think. true. I'm saying you can combine every one of their running backs into one. Like yeah, like you know, Chris Thompson's been uh, nothing this year. He's always Dice hurt. Is hurt. Uh, they did yeah. draft a rookie last year who is out for the entire season. So 
kind of like how Geis was last year. This guy is going to do it for next year. Yeah. They just have like a shitty field they or something. Why? 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 No, they, they have a shitty medical staff. That could be. Because you know, after it's uh, like, oh, oh, doc, my leg hurts. Hold on, let me try breaking it. Well, after Alex Smith uh, last year got hurt and they had to rush him to the hospital, he got an infection in it and. Uh, there's actually been good news on that front. He's recovering pretty well right now. We're not going to probably ever see him play again, but just as a human, he's feeling better. Good. Yeah. He, uh, he kind of got the short end of the stick for his NFL career. He got drafted by San Francisco when they didn't have anything going. Right. Got replaced by Kaepernick. Got sent over to Kansas City. Got replaced by Mahomes, went over to Washington, almost lost his leg literally, and yeah, he seemed like a yeah, nice he said guy. he's had a rough career. He got drafted over Aaron Rodgers. He got drafted number one overall that year. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers um, was pissed at the 49ers for passing him. I don't know if you remember back to that draft year, but he, I, I remember that he was a big 49ers fan. Yeah, he grew up there. He was expected to go number one overall to to them. That's like me growing up a Giants fan and getting drafted by the Giants, and he fell down into the, the 20s, and he was just sitting in the NFL draft room with a sour puss on his face. Mm. Anything else we want to bring up before we wrap this episode up? Um, off of, we're talking about the wide receivers and some of the ones that are getting exciting towards the end of the year. Usually that trickles into the next year, but Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, yeah. Debo Samuel building some chemistry there um, yeah. with Garoppolo, so that that's going to be exciting for next year. I think John Brown has a solid position. You know, something that he's. Be, I think he'll be on the Bills next year. Yeah, I I agree. I think he's going to be their number one receiver for for, for the future. Years. Yeah. Yeah. So he's somebody you just saw. What about Hollywood Brown? Well, Hollywood Brown's been magical all year. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He he's fantastic. Um, I think that Hollywood Brown might always be one of those receivers where you're going to get a lot of great games and a lot of shitty games. Like that'll just be his up and downs, based off of that offense. You just don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, but uh, I think with Lamar Jackson coming into his own, I think that's a good sign for Marquise Brown. Absolutely. What about on the Giants? What about Darius Slayton? Yeah, Darius Slayton. You think so? Him and Jones have a good Yeah, they really do, man. Shepard was back in that game, but he still preferred Darius Slayton. Yeah, and uh, Golden Tate's out with a concussion right now. Good point. So he's got more time to build the connection. Yeah, that's right. I can see the... Darius Slayton being a pretty good wide receiver for the next few years after he uh, gets over some of his rookie hurdles. Yeah, I mean, you got basically Slayton looks like the only guy who's going to be an outside receiver for them. Yeah. When I look at it, I'm looking at Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard, and they're mostly playing slots, you know, in and out. And they haven't really been on the field at the same time, but... (laughs) You know, we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, he, he looks like the one guy who's going up and high-pointing the ball. And, like, yeah, Slayton. Slayton's a good one. That's a good one under the radar. Yeah. A uh, sneaky pick there. Mm. Trust nothing on the Bears except for Allen Robinson. And even that is matchup-based. Then you got uh, you got all those receivers in Green Bay who haven't really been doing much. No, but Lazard is still the only one that... You can see he's reliable. He doesn't get a whole bunch of you know bomb touchdowns and shit, but he's he's ever been a reliable target every single game. Yeah, and yeah, that, wow. more reliable than MVS or Geronimo Allison. Was the biggest fucking bust. Yeah, yeah. He man, fell off. I thought he was gonna be good this year. No, he got completely replaced by by Lazard. Who else we got? Christian Kirk's on fire. Christian Kirk's yes. gonna be fantastic yes. in years to come. Especially building that chemistry with his rookie, Kyler Murray. DK Metcalf is looking good. DK yes, he is. Very good surprise this year. Um, we'll see how that all plays out with Josh Gordon. But, hey, I mean, I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm hoping Tyler Lockett catches. It's just DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf. Like, 
yeah, I think Russell got... Wilson looks at him like, oh man, it's like having a nice tight end on my team. Like, we got a uh, Cortland Sutton. Cortland um, Sutton's gonna be a superstar. Yeah, he Cortland Sutton is by far my favorite out of all of them. Um, that we just mentioned. I saw something about uh, the Broncos thinking about playing Drew Locke. I want to just want to kind of go back and see exactly what that was about. So maybe we'll uh, see. Oh yeah, what he's I'll, all I'll about. talk about one more guy that I really liked this year that I don't know if I can say is going to be really good next year, but he might be good for the end of this year. He might be helpful uh, going into the playoffs. Auden Tate on Cincinnati. And I don't want to mention him just because he's on Cincinnati, but I like him as a receiver. Yeah. He's an incredible receiver. He's an incredible talent. He didn't do very good this week, but he just came back from you know breaking his neck. So give him a little bit of a pass. No, he did. He, I mean, on a, on a crappy team with a crappy quarterback, he, he looked really good this year. He really Auden did. Really, Auden Tate. And... For With AJ Green probably not being there next year. Exactly, I think I think he. he I mean, uh, that again. All of this, all of this depends on, or it's going to be Finley. Um, I don't think it's going. They're reinstating Dalton I this know. week, so I don't think they're sticking with Finley. I think I I disagree with that. with that. I don't think that's a sign that they're going away from Finley. I think they need to give Andy Dalton a, a chance. He, now that he knows he's absolutely not going to be on the Bengals next year. To showcase himself for another uh, team. Teams don't really think of that. Oh, they do. They do. Uh, if they were, if they were serious about Ryan, they're serious about winning now. Why? Because their fan base hates them. Yeah, but if they were serious about Ryan Finley being a quarterback for next year, they would want him to get as much playing time and as much experience this year when it's less important. That's true. They also have a really, really bad offensive line. He got sacked a bunch of times. They probably don't want him to die. That's a fair point. So, you know, Andy Dalton, he's, he's, he's a free agent. Send him out there. Yeah. They got to see Finley. That's what they wanted. They wanted to see him. But there's, there's no reason to not play Dalton at this point. He's going to be a free agent. He needs to showcase himself. You need the best chance you got of winning because your fan base is going to, you know, boycott your stadium. And then... Yeah, and they have room. They have some room now. There's, there's no, you know, zero and sixteen teams except for Cincinnati. Yeah. So they have room to for. I, I want to say room for error, but it's it's room for the opposite. It's room to win a game. Like they have some room, and they kind of need it. No one, no one, especially no. the head coach. Yeah. The head coach, he doesn't want to go zero and sixteen. No, in his first year, he's not. Yeah, dude. No, no coach that can survive that. So, yeah, I know why they're going with Andy Dolan, and I don't think it's because of Ryan Finley. How do you feel, uh, what do you think Marvin Lewis thinks about the the Bengals right now, where he would get them into the playoffs? He wouldn't win a playoff game, but he's, like, sitting there probably thinking, Oh, yeah. Look what I did with <laughs> this shitty Piece team. Piece of shit team. Dude, I don't know. They, they, their new coach is, uh, oof. Uh, one more wide receiver I thought of, uh, Hunter Renfro. Oh yeah. Hunter Renfro, DJ Chark. DJ Chark, do, yeah. Do, 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 do. DJ yeah. Um Hunter Renfro, he's not gonna be very good for the end of this year because he broke a rib and punctured a lung yeah. in the last game. Well I mean like but, looking for But maybe for next year, I agree. Um they they the the Raiders might need more weapons next year. That's the only thing. I think he might be out talented next year because they thought they were gonna have Antonio Brown this year, so they didn't really build in the wide receiver category. I think next year they're going to a little bit more. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Um, Because they are not a good offense, and they really need some help. Yeah. Preston Williams was a pleasant surprise. Yes, I agree with Preston Williams. I really, man, I miss him. I hope he comes back healthy. I hope he rocks next year. I mean, I would have taken him over Devontae Parker before the injury. Yeah. Just off of talent alone. Yeah. He looked. Much better. I'm sorry, Preston Williams. Yeah, that uh, sucks. I, yeah. He, he got hurt because he was on my team. <laughs> Not, I'm sorry, he's, bro. He's also on one of your brother's teams, so that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Preston Williams. That, that's real. That's tough luck, man. <laughs> well, I think that's a good spot to wrap it up. Uh, Who's going to win tonight? The Rams or Baltimore? Baltimore. Well, this, well, this episode... It's airing on Wednesday, so, but yeah, Baltimore is probably... Tonight is Thursday. 
Tonight is Monday. Oh. When we're recording this. It's, it's see, Monday I don't right even now. Know what day it is? Uh, Thanksgiving's on Thursday. We got all these football games. Uh, yeah. Too bad though. Our first game sucks. Yeah. They all kind of suck. Yeah. Like they could have been so much better. Well, you always have the Lions I'm, playing in the Dallas first there. game, and then you always have Dallas play the second game, and then you get a Thursday night football game, and you know the track record with Thursday night football games. Yeah. True that. Yeah, true that. Well, we're Hot Fire Fantasy. As always, email us at hotfirefantasy at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun places. Um, We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.